Hi, I'm Dan Boyd. I'm Kimmy Zeiler. St. Ignatius of Loyola said, Out of gratitude and love for him, Jesus Christ, we should desire to be reckoned fools. We're seeking to discover Christ in everything, from the banal to the sublime, and this is Fools, fools for, for Christ. Christ. Hello, and welcome to Fools for Christ. Welcome. We've got a fun topic. We, yeah, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> I was going to say heavy, heavy yes, topic. it uh, is. But we thought because we are in Lent and we're journeying towards Calvary, and that event is all about the forgiveness of our sins, that speaking about um, how we personally find Christ in forgiveness, as we forgive others, we forgive mm. ourselves, and we seek forgiveness of the Lord, um, how he's present there, and really how that's life-changing. Yeah. Um, with the the thing that came to mind most uh Clearly, the, like the kind of the phrase that came to mind was uh, went back to a book I read in grad school called "Lifting the Burden," which mm. was about Matthew's gospel and how in that gospel, and in a very clear way, Jesus lifts the difficult burden of sin that is laid on the people, their own sinfulness, mm. and the it's a reminder that He didn't just come to to get us into heaven, but to to lift the burden and the suffering that comes from our sinfulness and others' sinfulness, mm -hmm. and that the Christian life is meant to be lived to the full. It should be, mm -hmm. uh, we should definitely know the experience of peace and joy. Not to say that uh, those will only ever be the, the two emo emotions <laughs> yeah. we know, but that those should prevail. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. so with that, I guess we want to, we want to start with, with reverence that if you're listening and you're, uh, you have some some memory, some experience where it's very hard for you to forgive others. Um, please know that we're, this is not a lecture of like you better you better forgive them or Jesus is mad yeah, at you. No, um, on the contrary, this is coming from an experience of healing and forgiveness that um, was has been really freeing for me personally of experiencing this firsthand and finally understanding the connection between the two. Um, and a desire to enter into that more fully. Yeah, and wanting that for for everyone. I'm yeah. recognizing this is the, the gift of forgiveness is one that the Lord wants us to to make known and, and shared, so that the same peace can be felt by everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if you are going through something where this really starts to strike a chord, um, it might be good to follow up with like a spiritual director yeah, or a trusted priest uh, to really talk through it all. Yeah. Because I, I hope that we don't come across as do this, this, and this, and <laughs> um, shame on you for uh, having difficulty forgiving or something like that. Yeah, Because yeah. that's not at all the message. Right. And we'll, sometimes we'll probably just kind of roll through and, and be like, oh, yeah, so all you have to do is forgive someone. And we recognize, <laughs> I mean, that, that in itself is a entering into that, that one action of forgiving the one who's wronged you. Um, that's its whole little experience of life. Um, and that we don't take it lightly. Um, yeah. so please know that if we move through something very quickly, it's not that, that we assume like, oh, you should be able to forgive, you know, the, the, the person who T-boned you when they were under the influences or something mm -hmm. in, in a moment's notice. Um, but just an encouragement that on the other side of that forgiveness is a lot of healing and peace. Yes. That's a good way to put it, on the other side of that forgiveness. Yeah. 
but it might be a long bridge, but it's worth, it's one worth traversing. <laughs> um, so we wanted to talk about the facets of forgiveness yes. and um, really the, the one we always focus on. And I think the one that comes most naturally to us is forgiving the one who has wronged you. Um, because mm-hmm. it's probably frequently the most prominent one. Uh, mm-hmm. The other the other ones are a little easier to miss. Um, and one reason is that this is, this is what Christians do because mm-hmm. our Lord and Savior asked us to. Um, I mean, when did he ask us to do that, Dan? So in, <laughs> uh, in all sorts of places. Um, <laughs> Matthew 6, uh, the Our Father. So again, going back to that lifting the burden. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's built right into the Our Father. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And Jesus actually goes on at the end of the Our Father, in just in this gospel, to say, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Mm. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Mm. Um, and then he also... Um, in Matthew 18, the parable of the unforgiving servant, which is a, a very, very challenging parable for all of us. Yeah, because it starts out with Peter saying, how many times do I have to forgive? Right. Yeah. Seven is, times? Yeah. <laughs> is there like a limit? Like, is there a certain point after which I don't have to? Um, and where, Jesus, is there a certain point where enough is enough? Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, and Jesus says, no. <laughs> and then he shares this parable. Yeah. Um, so in case you're, you're not familiar, there's a, uh, a king or a lord or ruler who decides that he's going to summon all of the accounts with his servants. So he calls one servant in, and the servant owed an astronomical amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and the servant begged for his life so that he wouldn't be thrown into debtor's prison, and his family thrown into debtor's prison or into forced labor. And the king had mercy on him. Mm-hmm. And immediately upon leaving, that unforgiving servant goes to another servant who owed him a paltry sum yeah something yeah totally less than yeah. what he had just yeah um and choked him and and demanded payback um and it's a it's challenging because jesus is the one for giving us our astronomical debt mm-hmm. and then we turn to our brothers and sisters and while the those offenses are very real mm-hmm. and um and to us it might not seem like a paltry sum we always need to keep it in, in reference to what the Lord has forgiven us and that, that infinite debt against an infinitely good God. Yeah. And this passage, um, I'm just speaking from, this was one of the ones I prayed with as I was working through some points of healing. And it was difficult for me to sit with, so it's certainly one to bring to prayer. Um, it was difficult for me to sit with because I identified both with the servant who had been forgiven and then the act of turning towards another servant mm-hmm. and demanding a, that small debt. Um, but then I also identified with as that servant who was being choked unjustly. Um, and so it was like this weird experience for me of, of sitting with that and working through the various aspects of the forgiveness that had to be addressed. So it's, there's so much there in that scripture. Yeah. Yeah, you probably recognize both the need to give forgiveness and to seek forgiveness at the all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- so this is I mean, this is one of the the light and sweet burdens of of the gospel that I mean Jesus says, "Take my yoke upon you, for 
uh, my burden is easy. Mm. Um, my yoke is easy. My burden is yeah, light. Yeah, yoke is easy. My burden is light. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I mean, there's some reality to what Jesus says. Like if we, we have to accept them at, at face value and, and it's like, okay, if, if this is your teaching and it seems hard, there must be something about it that's easy and light. <laughs> um, and I would say it's um, in the, in both in the trusting him yeah. that when we forgive on the other side of forgiveness, we will not be empty and we will not, um, we will not have abandoned our identity and who we really are. Mm. Um, because it's almost like there's a temptation when we don't forgive our brother and our sister. We are, we're sacrificing our very self because we're refusing to acknowledge our own dignity and the, the, that someone else should have treated us well. Oh, it, like almost a sense of injustice. Yes. When we forgive others, yes, there's a exactly. sense of injustice. Yeah. Of um, when I forgive this person, there's no longer um, retribution for this person's actions. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but the reality is, is if, Dan, as you said so well, if that's, um, if that's true, if what the Lord teaches us is good, then we have to dive into this more because, um, God is also just, and so he wouldn't be asking us to do something that was unjust. Right. So the, the conflux or confluence of, of mercy and justice really, really come together here and, um, as you dive again is a, is a good example because there's a certain amount of trust that, um, you know, we have a, a heightened sense of justice and we recognize we're due something mm-hmm. and we were due to not be treated a certain way. Um, and to abandon that and to trust we'll still be okay while not demanding that we, we are given our due is challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so one of the things that I, um, that I journeyed with as I was starting to seek healing and forgiveness, um, for a particular incident, um, was this parable of a block stream. So this one's kind of difficult to sit with as well. Um, I was in a, it, it was an Ignatian sort of meditation about this stream. And so, um, if you see a stream going down its course, and it hits a dam, um, what then happens to that stream? You know, it starts to pool up. It starts to become stagnant. There's no longer the same movement in that stream. Um, you know, the, there might become this, like, have you seen a pool with a little mold over mm-hmm. it? Yeah. It's, like, gross. It starts to smell. Like, animals can come and and now drink from this pool that you didn't, wasn't there before. Yeah. But over time, that's not going to be very nourishing for them either. No. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so there might be some fruit there, but at the same time, um, in the long run, it's not good. But eventually that stream builds up so much that it overcomes the dam and it becomes this waterfall ca- cascading into this new path. And Ultimately, the stream becomes more powerful because of the dam. And so the meditation there was to look at um, 
what what is that dam for you? Like, what is what is it that you're hitting up against? And what role does it have to play in your life, in your journey? And at what point are you? Are you in the stagnant waters? Or are you cascading over this, this dam in a stronger, better, more whole place? And so for me, this was so important for me for forgiving someone else because it brought me to a place of, and this is tough, but of even being thankful for the person who had wronged me so deeply because I was able to clearly see the ways that I was stronger and the new avenues that this circumstance had opened up for me that would not have happened had this person not been the dam stopping me from moving forward, you know? Does that make sense? That absolutely, yeah. No, the, especially the, the reality that um, it's challenging, but that, I mean, how many times do we hear scripture and I think the saints as well echo things like, um, blessed be the name of the Lord for all things. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything is a gift. Um, and that there are, there are things that are challenging to us. Um, but it, as you said, with time, you were able to recognize that you could and perhaps should be grateful for, for that very person who hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, we say this with great reverence, recognizing you might not be at that place where you can, you can be thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, uh, it's, it is a reality that the Lord can bring about great goodness um, from great evil. I mean, that's how he brought about our salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can use all of those little things in our life in the same way. And I thank you for saying that. I don't think that it was ever for, for me in my circumstance, I don't think it was ever the Lord's intention to put this dam Absolutely. in my path. Yeah. Yeah. But because it was there, the Lord allowed me to become this waterfall mm-hmm. and to become even more powerful. Yeah. And so because God worked with that evil, right. That, um, difficult circumstance he made it into something so much greater um and and honestly (laughs) when i realized what the lord was doing in my heart as i was praying with this i shut down and i was like no way am i going to be thankful for this person like i saw clear as day that that was what the lord was moving my heart to do and i was like there is no way lord like i am not open to this and so there was this struggle in prayer before I was able to open up my heart to, to receive that gift. And what a great gift it is. Absolutely. So the, the next step, in fact, the, I'll just list the four facets of forgiveness now. Um, but the, So the first one, forgiving the one who wronged you. Mm-hmm. The second one is forgiving yourself. The next is forgiving the community in which you were wronged. And the, the fourth one, probably the most challenging to even to hear is Forgiving God for putting you in that place. And we'll get to that more. Um, yeah, because that can be a little deceiving. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, and we don't mean by that that God sinned against you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he didn't. So, Kimmy, what does it what does it mean to forgive yourself based on this, this experience you had? Because this is stemming from your experience in the School of Spiritual Direction. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, so I had been struggling with this particular circumstance for a while before entering um this particular like boot camp if you will of (laughs) healing and forgiveness and so um 
I had already gone through a lot of forgiving of this person who had wronged me. Um, and I had entered into to the week already with a sense of peace. I had worked through the anger. I had worked through the injustice of it and all of that. Um, and so that's, I think that's why the Lord brought me to this next level of thankfulness. But what I didn't realize was these other three facets of forgiveness, because I thought it was all about me forgiving this one person. And what was pointed out to me in spiritual direction was that this circumstance had made a concrete belief about myself in my heart. So it had like made these lies very real to myself about myself. And so, um, because I had been wronged, that kind of intermingled with, um, deep wounds that I, you know, we all have. And it became, um, like a catalyst of furthering that wound and making it even bigger. Um, and so what I had to do was recognize where those lies were. So because I had been wrong, what did I then believe about myself? So um, let's say that I was, I wasn't, let's say I was physically abused by someone. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many lies that I would then believe about myself right. having been abused. There are so many, um, I, I would struggle with the belief, belief of am I enough? Am I even lovable? Is this how everyone's going to treat me? You know, there are so many lies that would then start to circulate in my heart. Um, and um, with lies, it's always best to catch them before they take root. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they take root before you realize it. Right. <laughs> and so it's a process of weeding out those lies and speaking truth into them. So with the, I guess in a, it's kind of linguistically, what are we saying when we say like, forgive yourself for those lies you believed? Mm-hmm. Um, as if, if, is that if, as if to say like recognizing um, you are, you're almost accusing yourself of something that's not true and you need to forgive yourself for, for that falsehood mm-hmm. and then move on, like uh, recognize the truth about yourself mm-hmm. and hopefully never return to that place of of false accusation about who you really are. Yes, it's that, but it's also, um, in a lot of our circumstances, uh, it's messy. Yeah. It's not as cut and dry as this person did this to me. And that is the one wrong. Um, there are things that whether truly, it gets difficult here because I don't want to deal with fault, you know? Um, but there are things about yourself that you, um, adding to a situation that you wish you hadn't have done it that way. Um, but the reality is that's what happened. And so continuously holding yourself accountable to, I wish I hadn't done it that way. That needs to be forgiven too. So I think it's both. And it's both forgiving yourself of the lies you believe about yourself Mm and, and, coming to terms with that or um also forgiving yourself if you are starting to blame yourself for something gotcha 
and perhaps contributed to the like the whole whether or not you actually did contribute yeah, to it yeah <laughs> but you like the reality is we we feel guilty for things we didn't do mm-hmm. sometimes and that you know rather than trying to convince yourself you, you shouldn't feel guilty you could just forgive yourself for the the wrong perceived mm-hmm. and that's you know just as good <laughs> and and seek out the truth yeah um and so the, the truth has to be in there too in order for that to really take root in your right. heart mm-hmm. um yeah, I had another thought, but it's left me. So yeah. maybe it's not meant to be shared. I don't know. <laughs> um, so then the next facet is forgiving the community. Um, and this one, uh, in, in my circumstance, it wasn't um, something I, I really needed to meditate on too much. But um, it's an important step. Um, and it could be something big for someone else depending on their circumstances but it's forgiving all the lies about the community and the whole circumstance so um if one person wronged you there are a lot of other factors that played into that wrong that happened and so it's forgiving the whole circumstance forgiving everyone involved and um coming to terms with that and so um, I'm thinking this might be, or what it sounds like is, um, let's, there might be one main agent, some like one mm-hmm. person who hurts you, but then there's behind them, there's always a, a community because nobody's an Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably like there might be some people who turned a blind eye or didn't do what they could to stop it. So I'm thinking probably anybody who was bullied in school, which is probably everybody yeah. um, recognizing <laughs> the times. The teachers said nothing. Mm. And all the other people who you thought should have been responsible, could have been responsible, and mm-hmm. could have stopped it, and did nothing. Because ultimately, all that is doing is, yes, they're not the perpetrators, really. Yeah. But in another sense, they are perpetrators of the lie that you've now believed that is holding on. Right. Because they're just confirming that in you. And that lie is what we need to get at. Because once that's uprooted and kicked out, and you're living in truth, then um, future wrongdoings against you won't hit you the same way. Right. Because you're, you're almost insulated from that by recognizing the truth of who you really are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final is, the final facet is forgiving God for putting you in that place or forgiving the, the lies you believed about God due to you know, whatever event happened to you. Mm-hmm. And this one, like initially, when I heard this one, I was like, how do I forgive God? He didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it and that's misleading too. But I wanted it worded that way because, at least for me, when I was honest with myself, that's what it, that's what it felt like, you know, because I had perceived this wrong from God. And so I had to come to terms with it and um, forgive the wrong that I had perceived uh, because it was very real. Yeah. It, it, I mean, just re- thinking of my own experience, I realized there's, there's been times where um, I didn't understand how the father viewed me. And I, was, I almost would, um, and this is when, when students come to me now, and they're overcome by guilt or they're afraid to approach the father, I try my best to help them see 
they believe a lie about God mm-hmm. and that they, they believe God is angry and wants to smite them because they've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'll take them, usually take them to the passage of the prodigal son. And um, I'll say, is the way the father is described, is this your experience of the forgiveness of God? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, you believe something false about God mm. because this is what Jesus is, is telling us. This is who God is yeah, um, directly from his own mouth. Um, and so we um, kind of need to, as you said, to forgive what we thought um, that was. And that doesn't mean that we're, you know, we're telling God, like, I forgive you. But, <laughs> um, or I mean, if, even if, it, if you do say that, like to... Um, to move on and to be able to recognize the truth, um, but to uh, to forgive that falsehood about how you you viewed yourself in God's eyes. Yeah. Yeah, and I I guess I want to share a story about that to hopefully bring it to more more to light. Yeah. Um. I one of the things I uncovered as I was doing this was something that I hadn't realized I had been carrying with me. Um, and so when I was, I've shared already when I was two, my mom died when I was four, my dad remarried this wonderful woman who is my mother, you know? Um, and for whatever reason at the time when we had to move, um, I had perceived a wrong against me of having to leave my home. Um, so this is four-year-old Kimmy <laughs> um, feeling like she was being forced to leave the place where her mom lived. Yeah. And it was a serious wrong that I had perceived. Now, looking at this rationally, like, yeah, of course it was time for us to move. Like, how unhealthy would it have been to continue in that place of sorrow? Um, yeah. Uh, the other house had an extra bedroom. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what the finances were like, but it made more sense financially, you know, like it, all of those, like, of course this was the right option, the yeah. right choice and the right decision. But I had perceived this as a wrong against me. And of course it wasn't intended that way at no, all. No. Um, but I had to actually forgive my parents I had to forgive myself for being angry. I had to forgive um, the perception I had of God because of that moment of feeling like I would never be given what I thought I was due. Um, And those all had to come into making me whole and getting that ultimate healing. So that that kind of touches on the reality of just human experience that people wrong us and people hurt us without ever meaning to mm-hmm. um, and the person who's who's absent-minded while driving and you know runs over a puddle and splashes you on your way to an important meeting or something mm-hmm. yeah um, had no idea and had no intention um, but yet the wrong is, is still like we're mm-hmm. we're just as, as incensed over that as we are like sometimes more so as when somebody does something intentionally that we know um, so if um, Really, if any of these things are um, resonating with you, the the best way to get started with this is spiritual direction. Because you, you, as you, yeah. you explain this, 
this wasn't all things that you just came up with on your own, but rather no. it was through someone who, who understood spiritual direction and understood, if you're not familiar with discernment of spirits, that's another great way to, to kind of shed light on those darker places of our hearts where we're afraid to go. And that is kind of in a nutshell, discernment of spirits is allowing the Lord in prayer to help you understand your own thoughts, your own emotions, kind of the inner workings of your heart mm-hmm. um, until you like, yes, this is from me or no, this is not from me. And you think it is and you've been acting on it, but this is this is not going to give you peace. So it's mm-hmm. um, it's a way of becoming much more aware of your own um, interior life. Um, and there's some some great resources on that by Father Timothy Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even in the Fools, not the Fools for Christ, but in the... School um, of Humanity. Yeah, the School of Humanity podcast. So you can check that out. Um, and then in addition, in addition to that... Um, spiritual direction and the um rules of discernment the discernment of spirit um also bring this to confession yeah i had to bring like i brought to confession that i had believed this wrong about my parents for how many years like that was something i brought to confession to receive the grace of having sinned against them you know and so but there's so much grace from that right um from recognizing um the lies and the falsehoods and bringing them before the Lord through the sacrament of reconciliation. Absolutely. So we hope that um, this kind of starts the journey of forgiveness for, for you and everyone, you know, um, and again, we think the best way to start that is with a great spiritual director and a priest and in confession and our prayer for you, especially throughout all of the Lenten season is that the Lord would lift that burden from you and you could experience his peace. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We'll be with you next time. Have a good week.